Hello. So get ready for a Texas-sized episode here because we're going to be talking about whether Texas could go blue. And no, I don't mean that they could freeze to death like they almost did recently and Ted Cruz took a little vacay until he was sort of halted in his efforts. No, we're not talking about that kind of blue or Smurfs or anything like that. We're talking about, you know, Democrats starting to dominate the state. Um, could that happen? Obviously, not everyone agrees that it's likely to happen. And it's not the best messaging to claim wins are inevitable anyway. You know, if the Democrats are trying to say that. I think that if the Dems want to win in Texas, they have to find a balance between treating victory as inevitable and the idea that there is no chance of it happening. You know, they might they might make the mistake of saying it's a solidly red state, so obviously it doesn't even pay to try. And I think they're actually doing that in other states, and that it's potentially having negative consequences for them. Some in Texas know it was a mistake electing Rick Perry, George W., Bush and Hobby Lobby. Well, okay, that last one I just threw in there. Nobody elected Hobby Lobby, and they're not just Texas, but they are like a conservative company. And they sure seem to have made some inroads in uh, these conservative states. But anyway, how is it even possible that somebody like Rick Perry or George W. Bush could be elected? On the bright side, now Rick Perry has gone into cryogenic storage in Fraconia, and George W. Bush is a semi-retired rodeo clown who apparently spends a good deal of time down at his ranch, apparently making some artwork. And uh, honestly, I've seen some of his paintings, and, you know, it's like... It's like uh, something maybe he should have done instead of doing a lot of the stuff that he did do. But anyway, moving on from that, I do want to look at how the same frack and fossil fuel lobby that enriched and excused former Texas Governor Rick Perry is going to continue enriching and excusing other politicians. In fact, one wonders if a lot of these CEOs and lobbyists might have these politicians on speed dial, so to speak. Rick Perry was all about the natural gas pipelines and never wanted to expose the weaknesses or dangers of fracking or mining. Meanwhile, they're strawmanning the green energy boogeyman, complete with Trump claiming that windmills can cause cancer and that, oh dear, those spinning windmill blades can end up chopping up those poor birds. Of course, fossil fuels are not known for harming wildlife at all, and apparently they're part of how we'll replenish and rewild nature and, you know, have our great national triumph um, by, by using all these uh, dinosaur remains. Um, okay, all right. But really, no matter how unfair it is, the tea partiers, the corporate-funded politicians, the dark money big oil lackeys, and the lackeys for neocolonialism, will work hard to make us forget that there is no planet planet B. Excuse me, I kind of had to burp there. I just ate a bagel. <laughs> so, anyway, 
where was I? These corporate activists are really just playing a long game, assuming that they can cajole voters into reward, rewarding them for a century of selfishness. Oh, and they'll do all this under the cover of religion, freedom, and family values, you know, the perverted Uncle Sam and Lady Liberty and, you know, American Pie, maybe baseball, if that's still a thing, I don't know. All those, you know, the American Eagle is going to be flying around uh, as they do all this shit. You know, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be fluttering and flapping its wings and hopefully it'll stay away from those freaking windmills, right? I mean, that's like, that's like a perfect crime. You don't want those uh, precious American Eagles getting chopped up by those windmills. God damn, that's like sacrilege right there. So uh, basically the Republicans are going to say, let us pray before we can pray. You know, that's like two different pray versions, P-R-A-Y and then P-R-E-Y. See what I did right there? It's kind of a clever thing. So I would like to thank the people of Texas for giving us some of the shit. Um, and I would like to think that they're smarter than this and that they get some of these critiques, but I don't know. I don't know, you know, I. this is one of those times where I basically just have to make fun of a state. And sure, you know, I could I could do the same thing about California or Florida or, or Michigan or whatever, but, but today we're going to look at Texas. Uh, we, we don't need to solely look at Texas, though, to remember that things are looking rather grim. Right-wingers still have millions of Americans convinced that the Biggest threats we face come from across the border. You know, uh, some immigrants looking for some crappy jobs, somehow they have this immense sway over the economy and our lives and and all that kind of stuff, like, like magic. They crack the whip and make the economy function somehow. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a delusion. And it, it doesn't matter if the average immigrant family has not cost them or their families a single penny more than anyone else out there has. You know, the immigrant bashers and right-wingers have become the permanent normal. And uh, it's 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 rather uh, stupid. I get tired of it. So on that note, I have, I have something to say to any right-wingers out there who are listening. Now, maybe if, maybe if your state is such a poor state that it can't handle an occasional immigrant? Maybe it's too small or too weak to support a viable government or a viable economy. D do you not understand how, if you're blaming the immigrants, you're actually confessing that your own society is too weak um, to actually, you know, function under even minimal stress? Like, you're, you're actually saying that you're whole economic worldview is is weak <laughs> but really the immigrant bashing stuff is another long-running effort by the ultra-rich to divide and conquer pitting some of the poorest and most vulnerable among us against people who have even less power also if your primary focus is on wicked immigrants then you won't even notice how bad government government is and how governance makes a profound impact on their own lives and your life. They, you know, these uh, immigrant bashers will think all the shitty things are somehow the fault of 
immigrants and other scapegoated groups, you know. So maybe, just maybe, just maybe, the right-wingers want us to forget this part of Texas history as well. You know, it was actually built on the backs of slaves. <laughs> That's a fact, you know. It's not not critical race theory. It's It's a fact. In fact, according to the Texas State Historical Association, quote, after statehood in antebellum Texas, slavery grew even more rapidly. The census of 1850 reported 58,161 slaves, 27.4% of the people in Texas, and the census of 1860 enumerated 182,566 slaves. That was 30.2% of the total population. So slaves are increasing faster than the population as a whole in Texas. But, you know, I, I guess we're supposed to overlook that bit of history because it makes white people feel uncomfortable and all that kind of stuff. Like, like they've decided to uh, say over in Florida... And, you know, maybe Texas has never quite recovered from the Mexican-American War. Or how about the Civil War? If we look at U.S. history, we see that it was once a patchwork quilt of settlers battling it out with various forces. You had Mexicans who did not like non-Spanish-speaking immigrants as well at the time. And in fact, even to this day, some Mexicans actually do believe in the in the Reconquista idea of reunifying all those old territories back into Mexico. So, I mean, it's like a mirror version of what, uh, you know, some people do with American territorialism. They're like, oh, we, we have, <laughs> you know, we have to dominate this territory. So it's like they're, it's almost like they're fighting the mirror images of themselves in a way. You know, it's, it's rather interesting. So anyway, uh, moving on, maybe people could set aside a lot of this nationalistic bullshit, set aside the territorialism, as lives are short anyway, why, why focus on that nonsense, and just live and let live to the extent possible. And it actually often is more possible than some people out there make it out to be. And that would certainly be allowed and encouraged by a global economy that is actually free. Frankly, I don't think we'll get there until all of these places stop putting stupid greed heads in charge and they start valuing lives and freedom over money and bullshit prejudices and wacky expansionist beliefs. So anyway, um, that's probably going to be like a part one of my uh, rant about Texas. And I'm sure I might have annoyed some people out there, might have outright pissed you off, but oh well, it's a free country. You know, I can... I can say what I want, right? And uh, like I said again, I don't just have to pick on Texas. Maybe someday I'll pick on some other states. You know, I live in Michigan. There are definitely some flaws over here too. But right now we're looking at Texas. So anyway, have a good day. Bye-bye.